Hey, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 68, Fertility Empowerment Show, Intuitive Fertility Journey with Monica Friedman, Fertility Coach. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition Channel and pre-order my book, Naturally Conceived, through Amazon. Thank you for watching. Um, fertility is always um, is a very important matter for women. And some women have lots of problems to get pregnant and stay pregnant. Some women use IVF to get pregnant. And uh, even if it's expensive, they try to finally have your uh, baby at the end. Uh, today, we have very special guest, Monica Friedman. She is a fertility warrior. And uh, she had lots of challenges to get a baby and uh, I four times IVF and she's going to go through her story herself. But she is uh, very professional in her field. She's a um, certified fertility coach, maternal health intensive training. Uh, she's got uh, prenatal mood and anxiety disorders and prenatal loss and grief certified uh, certification and pre and postnatal yoga, baby yoga, massage instructor. She's, she has everything on her hand to help you to go through this journey. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, let's uh, introduce yourself and tell me about your story and why did you end up to have this profession? Thank you for so much for having me on this show. It's a, it's a great effort, so thank you. Um, my name is Monica Friedman. I'm a fertility coach. I'm a four-time IVF warrior, um, and I now have a beautiful little girl who is currently napping. And um, yeah, my story really took five years of trying to conceive. I started when I was 29 years old. I thought I was ahead of the curve. Great. You know, let's have, let's start a family soon. And nothing happened. I didn't even have my period. And I did all kinds of tests. And the, the doctor then ended up telling me that my eggs were the age of a 45 year old. I was 29 and giving, being given that diagnosis was a huge shock to my system. Um, it was a trauma in itself, I have to say, because I, I just thought this is it. They thought I had, um, I was in early menopause, I didn't have my period, there was nothing to work with. So basically what I did is I went to every specialist I could find. Um, I did 12 rounds of ovulation induction because I wasn't even ovulating. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Um, and I just felt my body was like a desert. There was nothing to work with. And, you know, I was this healthy 30 year old, really fit, really healthy, you know, um, 
very successful young professional. And then I realized for the first time in my life that effort doesn't always pay off like that in life. Fertility works by its own rules. It doesn't work. Um, it, it's, it's not fair. Fertility isn't logical. Fertility is, is a whole nother game. Um, and it goes into the category of illnesses or, um, you know, just life stuff that you can't really explain, but that go very deep, emotionally very deep. Anyway, I tried everything under the sun, um, 12 rounds of ovulation induction, uh, in total four rounds of IVF. I had one miscarriage, which was a blessing in disguise because I realized I could get pregnant, but obviously every miscarriage is, is terrible. Um, I did um, all kinds of things from, I had, um, I, I spoke to natural healers and talked to my dead grandmother about my ovaries. Um, I went on a silent meditation retreat. I read seven Buddhism books. Um, I changed my diet. I, you know, I did everything under the sun. Um, and I had all kinds of procedures. I changed my clinic twice. Um, I spent half a fortune, as you know. Yeah. It's very expensive. Um, uh, I went through the ringer in my relationships uh, with my husband, with my family. I stopped talking to friends and family because I, I just couldn't take it. So the emotional toll on me going through this was pretty intense. Um, and the physical toll was something I could deal with, but the emotional toll, I had no idea how to deal with that. And so all of that, plus my success in finally getting pregnant, led me to my mission of helping women to get through this journey easier, to make your journey easier and not having to go through all the, or jumping through all the hoops that I had to, because there were so many things I could have done earlier. There were so many simple tests I could have done earlier. Um, I could have saved so much money. I could have saved sleepless nights. I could have saved just so much time, right? And heartache. So that's why I am a fertility coach now. And I help my clients to obviously get pregnant sooner. Um, and we do that through, through three methods that I can share with you later. But really what I help them with is how to deal with the mental toll that a fertility journey takes on you. Yes. Yeah. So what did you do at the end that you thought it's going to be successful and you got pregnant? What? Like there is an aha moment. Yeah. It's an aha moment. Even in my life when I got pregnant, I got pregnant before, but I had two miscarriages. Mm, but the I'm last sorry. one, it, it seemed like you know from mm -hmm. the beginning that it's going to stay. So what did you do at the end that you end up having a healthy baby? Let me start with a, a very short story. Um, it was an airport bathroom moment. Um, so after two years of trying, I, um, you know, I was frantically 
flying around the world for business reasons. And um, I did all these trigger shots and all kinds of hormone shots. And um, I had to do one on an air, in an airport bathroom before catching my next flight. And I sat there, I was tired, I was exhausted, I was just desperate, I was anxious, I was alone. And I thought, you know, and I was hearing those moms with their children outside the, the, the stall. And I thought, why can't they be ha why can't they be happy but i can't why why do i not deserve to be a mother so you know i gave myself these shots i was crying and it was probably my low point and that's when i realized okay i need to shift my mindset i need to shift my lifestyle i cannot be doing this flying around the world and doing all kinds of crazy um exercise routines um, and not nourishing my body enough. And also I need to change my clinic. This is not working. So these three things, mindset. So telling myself I'm worthy of becoming a mother. Second lifestyle. So better work life balance, better food, more food, less exercise. And the third one was just tactical things like changing the clinic, changing the treatment. So these things, these three things really set me up for success. It still took a while because as you know, changing a clinic takes a while, exactly. the onboarding, the tests, everything. Um, and with my then successful pregnancy, what I felt, so I went into that round of IVF with very little expectations. And I went into this with just thinking, I'll do my best. I won't expect much um, and I'll just roll with it. Whatever comes at me, I can deal with it. And I've had done so much mental um, work already that I knew whatever comes, I can deal with it. And that's when I think part of my brain relaxed and obviously you know, when you have a medical condition, you can be as relaxed as you want to be. You still need to take care of that medical, medical condition, right? But that's what the doctors did. So I did my part. They did their part. And the, the beautiful marriage of these two things, they say teamwork makes the dream work. And I really do believe in that. And I feel in those rounds before that, I didn't really do my work if you know what I mean. I wasn't the best possible patient because I was almost sabotaging my, you know, my success by trying to live my life as, as if it was normal. And my life wasn't normal because I was going through infertility. So I think that's when I realized with that last pregnancy, I'm in a different mindset, different lifestyle, and a better clinic or different clinic. That's so interesting. You know why? Because I actually uh, got exactly the same conclusion for myself. Right. But clinic is so important. Some of these uh, specialists in fertility, I don't want to say infertility, fertility specialists, from the beginning, when you see that you're over 40 or you have 
you have the same condition as over 40 as egg quality. Right. They give you lots of statistics and they say, you can't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. There is a slim chance of pregnancy. Come on. You know, you only need one egg, one quality egg to get pregnant. Right. You know, and when some, some of these statistics come in front of your eyes, you are blind. You can't do anything. Even your body doesn't cooperate with the process. Mm -hmm. I was not fortunate enough that time to change my clinic because I didn't have time. I always thought I don't have time, but this is not a right mindset. Because even if you are in 40s, it's better to build up your body to have a quality egg. Uh, other than just say in a hurry, go, okay, go to this round of IVF. Okay, wait for another one. You know, it's mm -hmm. not good to just rush, rush, rush. It's good to have a, you know, foundation of health and relaxed mindset, as you said, and lifestyle. Because diet, right. diet is not enough. You, you can't believe it. Since then, when I started uh, having my baby, I had to change my diet, so I cut many things from my food. Still, I continued that diet. Mm -hmm. Like, because I love that lifestyle, because you feel happier, you feel healthier, you know? Why don't you continue this? You want to right. throw it away. Even if you don't want to have baby again, but still that lifestyle feels good. And what I, you're so right. What I teach my clients or what I taught myself back then, but what I now teach my clients are life skills. They're not just fertility skills. There are skills that they can keep for the rest of their lives for their mental health, for their physical health, and just using their intuition, knowing what is right for them. And you mentioned one important point, which is about especially when you're in your 40s or you have the egg health of a plus 40-year-old, you think time is running out. You, your biological clock is ticking so loudly, you can hear it. So now that we are in the middle of a pandemic and we don't know when it's going to go away or when we have a vaccine, a lot of my clients do tell me that um, they feel their time is running out because treatments are delayed or, you know, cut to the basics. So this is where I think that COVID actually is a chance for us to turn lemons into lemonade. So COVID or that time that we have to wait can really be a time where we take such good care of our mind and body and look at a few tactical things that we can do in the meantime. So um, one thing that we could do is start a self-care routine. What can we do to make ourselves feel like we're home in our body? How can we create our mind as a, a comfortable place to be? Because we need to live with ourselves through the good and bad. And um, 
so one of the few things that I did myself when I was going through this, I started doing daily meditations, daily visualizations, daily, um, you know, yoga, I'm a yoga instructor. So, um, I, I just did everything that I could, that I felt was right for me. Um, so, and that why I, I look with my clients, what feels good to you? when you wake up first thing in the morning is that journaling could that be drawing or what feels good to you um throughout the day so really tapping in with their intuition and um what what's really key and that's one of my specialties is really the mind body connection and how how these techniques can really send really important messages to your hypothalamus the hypothalamus that part of your brain then sends a message to the pituitary gland and the pituitary gland sending the right hormones out like LH, um, FSH, most importantly, progesterone for implantation. So all these reproductive hormones can be impacted, can be impacted by the cortisol release. So how can we get cortisol lower through mind-body tools? And then the second um, thing we can do during COVID is really use that time that maybe we have to spend less time in traffic because we're not commuting or maybe spend more time at home with our husbands, um, baking sourdough bread or, you know, cooking or gardening, anything. So we've turned more into homebody, homebodies through this. How can we use that to, again, let our bodies know that we're safe? This is a welcoming place for a baby. How can we keep our cortisol low wherever we can? Um, and that also includes exercise, you know. Maybe going to the, not going to the gym right now isn't the worst thing in the world. It's not going to be forever. But right now, how about we just go for more walks or do more yoga at home? Again, just calming down the nervous system. Um, and I must say, one of my clients actually reported back to me that she got pregnant through COVID, um, April, May time. Because she thinks she attributes it to being home with her husband more, eating more chocolate and drinking more wine, even though it's counterintuitive, yeah. watching more TV. And you know what? I believe her. I think that her nervous system finally relaxed and yes. finally said, this is the time to have a baby. Obviously she was doing all kinds of other things and everything that we talk about is, are pieces of the puzzle, right? There's no one thing. It all has to work together. Yes. But if we can use, right. If we can use this COVID, this, these crazy times, unprecedented time really to, to, help our bodies be more at home physically and figuratively, then um, that's a win. And the third thing are what can you do tactical, tactically really about your fertility? Can you do at home tests? Um, can you speak to a naturopath and get your nutrition up to date? Um, can you um, just, you know, think about supplements you could take. Can you look into other clinics? Can you do research? Can you talk to your doctors in the meantime? So there's a lot that we can do 
while treatments are still delayed, but I heard they're resuming, so that's good news. No, I didn't hear about it because I didn't hear about it because I didn't follow this. Uh, right. Usually, right. it's gonna be a stop. But yeah. I don't know because some of them um, probably <clears throat> were in the middle of this treatment. I don't know what happened to them, but that's that's uh, that's a bit uh, distressing for them. I know. But yeah, sometimes very. fertility and the fertility issues is a blessing to self-discovery. You just realize mm-hmm. what you missed in yourself. Because as you said, you thought you're healthy. I thought I was healthy because I was doing exercise, I was fit, I tried mm-hmm. to be healthy. I didn't think that it's going to happen to me, even if I was over 40. But age for me was not a point, and never. Because I saw a lot of people, there are lots of communities in Facebook, they get pregnant over 40, mm-hmm. like 47, 45, 43. So I'm not saying it's the best choice. That's everybody, you don't know how your life going. You, maybe you don't have a choice. Maybe you want to have a baby in 40s. Maybe you got married late. So you know, it's, it's your life option mm-hmm. and it's going to happen only if you can treat yourself inside and you can actually connect your mind and body. And lots of, um, I can see many times you are worried about the expense paying for IVF. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people just worrying about switching credit cards from one to another because it's not is not a you know it's it's very difficult to pay this expense but then you have to use your credit card which is not really easy and uh, insurance companies usually don't support IVF in mm-hmm. Canada I'm not sure but US probably there as well same thing so even for the medication, for the whole process, nothing is going to be supported for IVF. Right. Right. Yeah. And even if it's supported, you feel like your body is, is a very intense pain because you have to use, uh, you have to fake your body. <laughs> like... You ovulate, which is good because you didn't ovulate. But when you mm-hmm. are, you have regular ovulation every month, and you never miss your period, then this happens, and then you have to fake your body to ovulate in another time. Right. With lots of hormones, lots of injections, lots of expense going. But if you really want to take it, you have to have a very strong mind, and you very. have to have a very uh, relaxed mind go through this journey. Uh, and I'm not saying IVF is bad because you got the result. Many people can get the result, but some people don't, like me. Right, <laughs> I, right. Yes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that it didn't work for you. Well, and I know that- It's better for me because I got it naturally. So. Right, <laughs> right. And obviously that's always the hope, but there is definitely a stigma around IVF. Um, I, for me, it was a a big loss to having to go to IVF and I've overcome it, but I still feel that 
you know, the clients I talk, um, they wonder, should I do IVF? Should I do, you know, keep trying? And what I would like to just convey is asking for external help is never a weakness. No, it's not. You know that saying, it takes a village yeah, to raise yeah. a child? Yes. You know what? It takes a village to even have a child. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's the same. It's really, we're in this together. Um, no one is supposed to do this alone. And, and when, I, when I look at these clinics, you know, it could be fertility clinics, it could be any kinds of clinics. What I often see is that they're lacking in terms of their mental support. I like it. Yes, that so, was my problem too. Like there was somebody, they referred me to someone, like a psychologist. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, they talked to me, but I didn't get it because it was not what I expected. The support was not enough. Something mm -hmm. was lacking. Mm -hmm. like, I always thought I have to pay, I have to pay. Like I never thought about my procedure. I always thought about the pain or all the vicious thing about it. <laughs> so your right. mind is not relaxed, is not in line for your treatment. You are right. You're some sometime maybe if that time I I had a fertility coach, maybe I was more successful because right now I'm doing even for my clients do the same thing. The first thing I tell them is be relaxed and I have my own method to tell them as I followed for myself because as you say, um, your method is having the good lifestyle and having um, the mindset, mindset, good mindset. You know. And tactics really. It's those three things so yeah these things but having the good mindset is in the middle of these struggles it's not easy you really need a real support somebody beside you who guide you through this process yeah it's, it's really having someone by your side who you can vent with who you can cry with who you can ask questions um, so that you don't have to go down the Google rabbit hole. Um, it's a person who just gets it, you know, it doesn't ask, doesn't ask, let's say insensitive questions. Um, like maybe some others would, I remember I went to a therapist and she had no idea about fertility issues. And I had to explain to her, the basics and that got me so upset because I realized I, I felt even more alone so having someone by your side who's walked the walk can be really nurturing because again you know you're not alone you're one of many 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 women who go through this um, and going back to the let's say bedside manners of some of the doctors and obviously there are wonderful ones out there um, but you know some are just very good in their field and and and, and almost scientists who maybe have um, lesser of an EQ, not you know not speaking about IQ but EQ emotional um, and that's when I often have clients coming back after doctor's appointments um, in tears because it was just such an upsetting appointment and yes I'm there for them to catch them when they fall but 
sometimes it could even be better to preempt some of that and by asking, you know, going through these questions that you can ask, being prepared for what they may tell you, being prepared for how to take in that information, how to read statistics, not, and also that also includes not believing everything that the doctor says. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. I remember when I was, when I started, when I was 29, the doctor told me, you'll never have your own child, your bio, oh, your own biological child. Then you have um, to change your doctor. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, she also said, and it was a she, so I thought, oh, great. Uh, she would understand, but it didn't seem like it. She also said, um, well, with your kinds of eggs, um, there really is no hope. You should do egg donation. And something... But that's the, the easiest way for... It's the easiest way, right, um, for them as well. But that's where the intuition of a woman can, comes back. Um, we need to learn to trust our intuition again. And obviously you can't just live on intuition alone, obviously. And I'm a very um, statistical science oriented person myself. Um, but working with that intuition is, is so beneficial, not just for this, but for the rest of your life. I always say to my clients, uh, you need to listen to your heart. Yeah. Your heart saying this doctor uh, it put you down, this doctor yeah. put you down, then you have to change it. If your yeah. environment is not really welcoming, you have to change something in your environment. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your environment and people around you are not positive. Mm -hmm. So you have to find better connection, more positive connection to connect and get more stronger. There are lots of Facebook groups here that you yeah. can connect and they have good results. They have babies uh, over 40s or they have babies with PCOS and other conditions. So right. it's possible. It is possible if you can trust yourself and you can go through your treatments and you can go through your intuition and listen to you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really enjoyed it. I Thank you so much. Have you here? And I really liked it. I know because um, when you talk to somebody who was in the same journey as you, like looks like we understand each other. And I Definitely. know the audience here understand what we're talking about. <laughs> and mm. just telling them that you're not alone in this journey. Uh, this podcast is always for them to listen and it's always other experts coming and talking like Monica. She's so inspiring because uh, I, I haven't done this four times IVF. I haven't done this like five years of struggle. You are really brave. <laughs> uh, I thought of you. That's great. Thank you. And let me tell you, I came out stronger and I know it's a cliche. It sounds like such a cliche, but I did. And I just want to help other women get through this stronger as well. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.